are, James. Do more good. Episode number eight. Eight. We're up to eight now. We are yeah. up to eight. Yeah. How's it going? Yeah, good. Yeah, very well. I don't know why you always say that. But um, yeah, we're um, recording uh, on the Thursday before Easter. Yes. So it feels like um, a long overdue break, which is really nice. It does, and um, we are in the. We wrote it down the somewhere. Per- we're in the Pearl and Feather. Angel. Yeah. Oh, we've moved away from our home. I know, yeah, we're out of King's Cross. Yeah, oh. get a nosebleed. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we're out of King's Cross, yeah, we're up in, up in Angel, so uh, all good. So, yeah, sorry. So where have we been? We've come here from... Uh, we've come here from um, an EMF round table, yeah. which you very nice. Uh, chatted today. Yeah, it's good. good session actually today, good session. I really enjoyed just, I think, being outside of London and not getting to spend as much time with people from other charities... As, as maybe people who live in London do, it's really good just to hear that insight, share them tips, share what's going on. So, yeah, really enjoyed yeah, that. And there were a couple of stories on. today where, where everybody could either sympathise or understand you know, the struggles that people are going through. And sometimes just having an audience of people saying, yeah, I get yeah. it, that's a struggle. Yeah, that's absolutely. <clears throat> and we probably should explain what the EMF is. So it's the Event Managers Forum, that's right. um, which you very kindly chair for us. Yeah, so I've been share. chairing that for the, for the past year or so. Um, it's a special interest group as part of the Institute of Fundraising, so we're, we're part of the Institute. Um, and we have a couple of meetings. So yeah, the roundtable ones, which is essentially a, a chat in a room where people get to come and... Uh, say things in the safety of their um, that they might not be able to say with their colleagues let's say uh, and then we have other meetings so yesterday we hosted at um, a well known online donation platform um, and had a couple of speakers in so we had our first Olympian we had your first Olympian we did I couldn't make it yesterday but uh, James Cracknell James was it? Cracknell was there James but the, without medals it came oh, really? without medals you know Playing it cool. Oh, playing yeah, it cool. I mean, I rarely As turn up would. anywhere without a What medal. did he win a medal in? Rowing? It was rowing, yeah. He in won a couple, of, couple of golds in rowing. Was he with St- Steve Redgrave? Yeah, he's part of that, uh, part of that okay. gang. Okay. Um, lovely chap. Was he? Really nice guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah he was. Uh, so he was there, he did a presentation. Um, we had Marion from Macmillan talking about how they raised their millions. I bullied my team into doing a presentation. Did, they did, they did I did. I pushed them up on the stage. They did really well. Uh, they were great talking about crisis comms. And then we had um, Emily and Gabby talking about stewardship, which um, kind of prompted us to have a bit of a chat about yeah. the same thing. But uh, I guess that's what we wanted to talk a little bit about today, wasn't it? Kind of stewardship and, and supporter journeys. And um, I mean, we probably should just touch on, on last week, uh, not last week, <coughs> yeah. the last episode quickly. Um, our most successful podcast to date. Uh, he won't stop going on about it, will he? He, yeah. he won't. He's, he, he thinks he's, he's uh, sent us into orbit yeah. uh, in terms of the, the podcast realm. But yeah, yeah we, we got some really positive feedback. It was yeah. great to have Keith on, and I think it actually, I found it really useful just sitting there chatting to him. So yeah. uh, hopefully everybody else did. Yeah, yeah, and actually listening to listening back to it as well. I thought it, it you know it was he's obviously an interesting guy. He's obviously passionate about what he does, and uh, I think it was good to get that perspective on yeah. just giving. So we're very open to having other people on, and if there anyone if anyone continues to listen to this um, and anyone has any suggestions uh, that'd be great we'd like to try and do one alternate each week wouldn't we um, yeah yeah absolutely. and we've got a couple of people lined up haven't we? we've got hopefully some exciting people um, in the pipeline but yeah open to uh, suggestions yeah, yeah. And so I don't know if we spoke about since we last met up how's it been going in events did we talk what was the last you didn't have Reading last time did you uh, no I think we were pre-Reading we were pre-Reading so, um, and you had a bit of a problem we had a bit yeah we did have a bit of a problem with that in that the event didn't take place which that's you know, a bit not, of a problem that's, it's not ideal but we handled it it felt we handled it quite well that we had comms going out before 7am on the morning of the race it was 
cancelled at 6.45, so by 7 we'd already communicated with our runners. We haven't had any bad feedback. We've, we've had teams making calls to them. Uh, everyone has gone out and done a half marathon in the snow, or uh, they've signed up for something else. So feedback from our runners... It's been, it's been okay. It's been fun. such a difficult one, isn't it? I mean, because the the snow this year is. Uh, I mean, I think I spoke about it on the last podcast that it had, it had led to one of the events that we were going to be at being cancelled and probably cost us some money and event organisers cost costing them money and yeah. uh, the snow's had a, a bit of a negative effect. Yeah, definitely. It? And it's really late this year, isn't it? No one could Absolutely. have really predicted it. Um, yeah. But you were at Landmarks. I and was. That one, went, that one went ahead. I was there in my. Um, yeah, talk us through your outfit, outfit actually. Yeah. <laughs> My team gave me an outfit. I think they selected it themselves. Yeah. <clears throat> I essentially looked like I was dressed up as Jimmy Savile. Okay. Yeah. Which wasn't quite That's the look not, I was uh, going yeah. for. Yeah, uh, a good look. Um, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. exactly. So, yeah, I had a shell suit on because we had a, a theme cheer point where we had a uh, market stall theme. So one side was supposed to be 80s and 90s, hence the uh, shell suit, and the other side was supposed to be um, market stalls from the Victorian ages. So we had a few people dressed up, and we had a, um, a Dell boy impersonator. Yeah, I've heard about Dell. Who, yeah. Uh, yeah, seemed to go down really well, and he was running along with the runners, and it was all about our campaign that we've launched just recently called Share the Orange, which um, is about kind of breaking down the misconceptions around dementia, uh, and, and it features Brian Cranston, and so we tried to kind of do the... Yeah, how did you get him? <laughs> For those um, that don't know, Brian Cranston is the guy from Breaking Bad. Breaking Bad, yeah. yeah. I mean, I think that's just a great work of our comms and celebrity team, to be honest. Well done, them. Um, yeah. But also, you know, I think we've, we've spoke about this before, you know, dementia affects so many people, but not necessarily talked about. His mum actually had Alzheimer's disease, so, okay. you know, he had a, a close connection to the cause, and, and he was over here, and I think we got a few hours of his time. And, yeah. and he was also on... Um, Great good morning this Britain, morning or this morning, was this morning or, or this yeah. morning with Lorraine we don't get yeah. to watch these things I know right? I'm missing out well, remember those, it. it's amazing them student days when oh. you can sit at home and uh, good times. watch all morning TV yeah he was on there um, so yeah the campaign's been going really well so if anyone hasn't watched it yet I'm going to put a shout out I know we're not really talking here about our charities but yeah. please do share the orange have a look, nice. at, have a look at the video it's, and it's really um, how was Landmarks it was a real it looked like from I only kind of watched it on Twitter but it looked like a real experiential event compared to the big half which is we were just talking about um, being more of a kind of straight running event yeah uh, yeah that seemed to go well there's great feedback yeah I mean absolutely I think the feedback that we got from runners on the day was 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 really incredible I think there's something quite special about running around central London anyway yeah. um, which obviously the big half had as well um, but yeah, yeah, so maybe Big Half was more for your PBs, and this one was more about enjoying the market stalls on the way around. The market stalls and the Dell Boys and the uh, yeah. Jimmy Shovel. Uh, yeah, nice. no, not Jimmy Shovel. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, and the people getting into it. So, yeah, so runners seemed to enjoy it. We had a great day. Uh, runners raised a lot of money, and I think actually what it was, and I know we spoke about this with Keith, wasn't it? As, as you say, it was about that experience, and so there seemed to be a lot of people taking part. Uh, at least for us anyway who it was their first event um, and so you know they wanted to do this this half marathon they were looking for something and, and London Landmarks kind of popped up and, and so that, that obviously led, led to kind of fundraising being, being high as well so yeah. yeah it was really good was really oh good, good. Yeah, really awesome. good and what have you got planned for the um, Easter what you up to Easter um I'm not doing a lot really. I'm going to a uh, bit of DIY. Nice. Yeah. yeah. What about you? Uh, I'm going to get work my way through these mini eggs that we've got on the table <laughs> in honour of Easter. Um, and then I'm out on the I'm out on the bike this weekend again. Oh, yeah. So yeah, the warmer weather means we're back out. And then I've got a couple of days off next week with the 
the nippers off school, so spend yeah, a couple of days exactly. there. Yeah. Exactly, family time, family time. Um, so let's get into it a bit then. So we wanted to talk a bit about uh, stewardship around supporter journeys. These are kind of, I guess, words that if there's anyone listening who works in events, and we're hoping yeah. that's kind of where we're aiming at. Um, it used to be called donor care. Did and then it? Stewardship came from it. Was, I've done my research. Oh gosh, stewardship was an American term that has slowly infiltrated here, and now just seems like the norm. If you mention stewardship, everyone seems to know what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah. I'd say we we don't call it donor. But it's like it's, it's, I mean, it's, it's customer journeys, isn't it? I mean, every exactly, every yeah. business nowadays has a, a journey that they want their customers to go on, and I guess us as charities are no different. Yeah. Um, so let's start off, uh, James. What for you in terms of what you've put into Sue Ryder? Talk a bit about what some of the things you put in, some of the tactics that you use, and, and what are the important things for you? Yeah. Okay. So we've had quite a journey. We've had quite a journey around supporter journeys, actually. Multiple um, journeys. Multiple journeys. Well, yeah, there are. There are tons that we've they added. Uh, so we've got quite a structured set of comms that we now roll out for across all of our events. So we looked at when, kind of mirroring and influencing when people do things. So. There's a welcome process that we run people through, so they get a welcome pack through the post, they get a welcome call, they get a welcome email. Um, and those are geared towards setting up just giving pages, that will, ultimately welcoming them to the team. And then yeah. if you're going to have one action from that, is set up a, an online page. Um, and then we move into a, the, the stewardship journey as a whole. So we send three keep warm emails, what we call keep warm emails, and they have three check-in calls in that. We have two days where we send out the race packs... Um, uh, we have a console journey in there as well to chase people up around that so we send letters and emails and phone calls around that but that's all really structured and then there's obviously race day comms as well so good lucks and congratulations and then post event stuff mm. um, but we looked at when people were doing things and when we when, in order to raise more money mm. what, when we wanted people to do stuff so as when well. you wanted people to take an action and actually to do something like you said set up the fundraising page which yeah. we know and the, and the stats tell us that if people set it up earlier yeah. you want to raise more money so. yeah so setting up that page and then activating that page as well mm. so uh, our first keep one that goes 17 weeks before the event uh, that's what it's all about it's you know maybe get out and do a, start your training off but yeah. that's not really the key message it's this is what you need to do to set up a page adding a profile photo adds 14% to the average page having a target brings in I can't remember now but 46% I think it is mm. um, so kind of some key stats as to why you want to do that mm. and then pushing them and that, that's the kind of that's the only ask we make of them at that point yeah. is just to get that page set up and maybe bring in some donations there and do you do the same journey for every event apart you... from London and overseas treks yes really? we okay. do and it, it um, that's interesting so we've built that so we can quickly roll it out mm. we do add a fair amount of personalisation to it in terms of merge tags within yeah. that so we can pull in various bits of information about people, the hospice that they're supporting, um, where they live, uh, obviously the event that they're doing and their, and their targets around that, that sort of thing. Um, but yeah, so, so if we were to cut, if a new event pops up, we can we can very quickly add a marketing and um, customer journey plan to that event. Yeah. So pretty much once we've got the contract signed, we're all set you, and ready you, to go. You're ready we've got to all go. the content and it's all there. We can tweak it and we can play with it if we want. Mm. But generally, we try and keep it along the same theme. So there's a setting up a fundraising page in the first one. Then the second one is more about training and, mm. and some advice around that. And then a third one is more different fundraising ideas. So that it goes with um, five weeks to go. So it's last month, here's some ideas. Push that fundraising, sprint finish, have you tried X, Y, Z? 
So that helps just, us pick, yeah. Sorry, I was just going to say picking up on that there. What, one thing that just jumped to mind is that we're, we're, we put these people on a, on, a, on, a, on a journey like we just talked about. An email journey predominantly with text and with phone calls and we hope that that helps them engage more with the cause and <clears throat> therefore goes on to, to raise more money. But one of the things that's always confused me a little bit is that we've also got them when they set up a fundraising page with just giving or virgin money giving or whoever it is they also get a journey from them as well yeah. do you know what I mean and, yeah. and it's almost like at some point like you want those journeys to be in sync mm. and I think you can make that happen I mean there's potentially some kind of costs involved and, and we haven't done it yet but you know making sure that you're not they're not getting several emails about the same thing yeah. from different people I think that would make it better yes effectively. Yeah. so working closer with those platforms but then you're also trying to deal with let's say so we see the vast majority of people coming through JG and VMG and a few B team I donates yeah. how do you build a journey that works around if JG and VMG aren't doing the same things at the same time yeah. then you've got to work around two different other schedules yeah. on top of what we do which is we have a central team that, that, that runs certain things and then we have local teams that get in touch and make the calls so we're trying to coordinate internally across seven different teams and then externally across three other different teams it oh gets really it's complicated getting complex, yeah. yeah it's getting really um, complex i think you know the way that we approach it is very quite similar to you guys in terms of you've got that <clears throat> that standard journey that you can apply to every every event um and and i think you guys probably do this the same thing and, and then what we're trying to do is is also have that authenticity and that personal approach yeah. as well. Because I guess what I don't want any of our supporters that, that do anything for, for Auras to feel is that, oh, they're just getting something that's automated and churned out. I want it to be personal to them. And so, like you say, you know, pulling in their name, their address, and what, or name, their email address, and what's, what, what their, their fundraising target and, and information that you have about them, I think, is yeah. key. And then camouflaging that as well. Um, so making it it's the worst thing you can do to merge tags are brilliant because they allow you to do that but the worst mm. thing you can do is make it really obvious that you've yeah. got a merge tag so yeah. I've had communications from event organisers where they've even Just put the merge tag in bold name. Like, yeah. uh, we've all done that yes. we've all sent it out with first name goes here or whatever but where they pull it out and they put it in bold mm. and you think don't show me that you've used a merge tag hide it within yeah. and we use, at least make it look real yeah, yeah. so we use MailChimp which allows us to um, sales pitch for Mailchimp, but uh, it allows us to use something like 255 characters. Okay. So actually, we can include a paragraph of text, uh-huh. um, which we use around the local hospice that they're supporting. So yep. we can give quite a bit of information personalised to whichever hospice they're, they, they're um, having to benefit. Uh, so that just allows you to do more, and, and being far more conversational in, so for example, our welcome email, um, thank you for signing up for the... The, the data we pull from our uh, database says Ride London Surrey 100 yeah. 2018 whereas you would never say that in a conversation no. with a supporter so we, so we camouflage that by, by the Ride London squad mm. whereas you would say that so mm. thanks for signing up for the Ride London squad but so there's, there are things we have to do in the background in order to, for that to, the, the sentences to scan well and flow yeah. and I think you know I mean I think there's we do heavily uh, you know, put these journeys into into email. Like a lot of email is talked about. I think there's a question that we probably need to ask ourselves: is that is is email always the best communication channel to speak to our supporters? Because 
I think one of the things that, that we find is, you know, particularly when someone comes on board and they complete that application online and they want to do the Great North Run or whatever they want to do, is, is, is getting that person on the phone as quickly as possible, you know, and actually speaking to them and, and, and understanding and asking those open questions about, you know, why did you choose to support Alzheimer's Research UK or, yeah. you know, what made you, you pick this event? And then that starts to, allows you to kind of build a picture of well, who this individual is. I was talking to another um, charity they want to do. about exactly that sort of thing and they... they um, qualify supporters in that initial phone call into three different journeys mm. as to whether they think they're going to be a really big fundraiser, whether yeah. they're going to be a, you know, a, a great supporter but, but average amounts of fundraising or whether they might need a little bit of help Yeah, and they'll put them on three different journeys based on that I'm not at that level yet where, yeah. where we're not then taking my journey and splitting that out three ways but yeah you're totally right about the, the different I think channels it's, it's, it's taking in all that information isn't it that these people are willing to give you and of course they give you a certain level of information in terms of the application but then actually not, not forgetting that you know as, as fundraisers our, our biggest asset is kind of developing real authentic relationships with our supporters yeah. because yeah. we know then and that, that might be fine I mean this person might only raise 100, 150 pounds um, or they might raise 10,000 pounds whatever it is but we want them to have a connection to our cause so that once they, they've completed this challenge they go on to do another one or as we were talking about earlier they tell their friends well wow I had a brilliant experience there you know if you're ever thinking of doing anything you know maybe think of those yeah and that kind of um, putting the supporter first thing is interesting and, and when you were talking about channels what we are implementing soon when we find some bloody time to do it is um, well you haven't got any time what are you doing would you believe it <laughs> and um, is introducing video to that as well so include within that email there is a video link so it covers the, pretty much the same sort of content yeah. but in a video format yeah. so that's our, just our fundraisers in the office talking about the content and then Obviously, you know we're all embracing audio now. Everyone loves audio. Everyone loves so audio. Doing that in a, in a podcast form as well, so they can download that for their commute. It's just I a think that's now. really interesting, and I think we should be doing that. We should be looking at the, you know, the brands, the Nikes, the Adidas, the the big boys, and what you know, what are they doing to engage supporters? Because there is, I mean, we've got information overload. Uh, generally, right? We've all got our Twitter feeds, our email address, our personal email. You've got that email address that you set up at, at university and you still kind of got it on your phone. Kiki you... Nickers 49. <laughs> yeah. Like yeah. Exactly. Still check it. Still check it. Yeah. Um, you know, we've got so much, uh, so much, so many inputs in terms of data that we need to be able to cut through the, yeah. the chat. And you consume, that. like, I, I go through Twitter quite a bit. I, I'm a bit of a lurker. Like, I yeah. watch a lot of stuff on yeah. there without posting that much. Um, other people don't like Twitter at all and they prefer email other people just watch videos so having all of that content in every different channel so that whatever your supporter however your supporter wants to consume that it's available to them yeah. is a lot of it's a lot of work to get that in place but feels like it's worth it especially when you're doing it in a templated fashion like, like we are I think one of the things and we'll probably talk about social media in a minute but um, just on that video point is, is one of the things that we started doing a couple of years ago was this kind of Facebook live stuff and I know a lot of people are, are doing that now I'm not saying we were ahead of the curve but um, it kind of goes back to my last point it's about we want those that, you know I think charities are sometimes seen as faceless organisations <clears throat> you know and especially the scrutiny that we're under as charities and the fact that we've got all these donors and we're having to kind of report back on where our funds are going and how they're spent quite rightly we need to be transparent 
and so I think that actually transparency is about giving the organisation a bit more of a face and, and that's one thing that I'm really keen for my team to do and I know we've spoke about this and, and the same as you is having your own uh, you know, Twitter account that you can respond back to on, people back on personal brand yeah with supporters but supporters yeah supporter side so you know, having your own Facebook login that kind of shows you uh, you know, uh, my colleague Kelly and I did a, a Facebook Live to um, our marathon team uh, not yesterday, day before. You know, six o'clock, sat in the office, stuck up the video, yeah, no. and just asked, asked people, answered people, people's questions. And, and, they, and I think they like it. I think. I yeah, think some of the like best it. relationships that I've developed with supporters have, have come through because I've got to know them a little bit. Yes. And we've liked each other as people. Yes. So. Uh, what someone liked you? I know. Would you believe it? I've climbed oh, onto those guys. Oh, yeah. Oh, <laughs> yeah. I've got three Facebook friends now. Um, and uh, it's about that kind of people buying people thing, isn't it? So showing personality behind. So yes, we have quite templated journeys, but I'm also keen for my team to have a Twitter feed they keep up to date and be on Facebook and, and, and talking to our supporters in that way. And the chats that they have on the phone and stuff bring your personality to that be yourself and, and build I don't really care if you're not necessarily talking about fundraising and training that's fine if, if you're building relationships with them then that's great so what, So I guess one of the interesting things is where do you, where do you think it will go I mean under the I know we're, we're, I know we're going to try and avoid the, the swear jar now uh, yeah. because uh, uh, but GDPR was, was not known as a swear word uh, yeah. in maybe the last episode but how do you think things will change uh, in the future I guess I'm just trying to think about what we're doing now in terms of delivering an email journey, speaking to people on the phone, is that how it's going to be for you know going forward, or, or, or do you think? Can you I, see, I feel see like there will changing? always be a time for having that one-on-one conversation with people. That the phone won't ever. I mean, we struggle to get through to people on the phone sometimes. Some people we, don't like speaking on the phone, yeah. do they? I mean, I, I would won't really pick up the phone if won't I don't recognise the number. That's see, why I've not I'm, saved you as a I'm, contact. I'm a phoner. So, Oh yeah, oh, yeah. I will phone my friends and like yeah. on the way home. I was talking to one of the girls in the office about this the other day. But if it's, a, if it's just an odd number, would you pick it up? Yes, you would. But my wife wouldn't. Okay. Like, but if my wife's phone's ringing and it's an odd number, I'm like, you pick it up. Who's that? <laughs> <laughs> no, really. Dave who? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so I think there will always be time for phone and that one-on-one connection thing. I think. Mm. Um, God, you look at the amount of stuff in the news at the moment about the, the personal data that is out there. You can download your Facebook data I know, you or your Google yet? data. I've not done it yet, but, but it's there's a lot in there that I don't really want to have printed out anyway. I so. must admit, I was after reading that, I was thinking, shall I just delete Facebook? Well, see, this is interesting. I have this conversation. Um, actually, I don't mind being served adverts that are personal to me because that is tailored towards my interests. So I'm not that keen on I don't know things that I don't other people see that I I, I don't oh, need yeah. that stuff so, okay, actually it. Seeing it so you're seeing some value from them knowing everything about you <laughs> yeah knowing everything <laughs> uh, everywhere I've ever been I think it was the yeah. one where it was, a, it was a story where a guy had downloaded it I think this was the one that went on Twitter um, it was the amount of phone calls that he'd made to his mother-in-law that, that was the main ah, point of the story yeah. and I was like that's just a bit odd, yeah. generally. <laughs> yeah, don't admit to that. Yeah, why yeah. Are you but that kind of level of data that we have on everybody, yeah. Um, the struggle with that is that kind of the, to the term big data is there's so much of it out there. How yeah. do you disseminate what's useful and what's not? But personalization into journeys, automated personalization into journeys. Mm. So the charity I spoke to the other day about having three different journeys for, after qualifying people pulling in all sorts of information that we know about people. Um, we can only store a certain amount, obviously, with 
uh, GDPR um, regulations. I think that's probably that's fine. Like, I don't need to know people's medical histories. I don't need to know their shoe size, no, that kind no. of stuff. But um, yeah. it's key for me to know I can include in comms and personalise it so that it suits them. And, it, and if they're a good fundraiser, I don't need to be pushing them to fundraise. They're getting on with that and they're doing that really well. And it's more about encouragement and, and other things that we can offer them. Whereas if it's a somebody who's struggling with fundraising, then we love that. We, we, we can we can offer them more advice around that. Yeah, and I think one of the one of the, the, the points that I'm looking at at the moment is is scale. Is you know how how do you how do you scale this kind of this personal approach and this <clears throat> this this you know support a focused approach that, that we have to fundraising because you know we can't afford to put a hundred bums on seats to call every person that comes through if yeah. we had you know a million supporters and so of course we've got to lean on technology um, to, to provide those efficiencies but I think it's important to kind of complement technology with that personal approach where yeah. you can and, and so that kind of goes back to it it goes back to where the things like Facebook Live the things about social media the things about video that you were talking about you know I think that's that's probably more the way oh, that's going to go video's the way it's going to go isn't I think it, it is course. definitely, yeah. definitely. and um, certainly with Facebook prioritising well, there's two, two parts to it. They prioritise video, don't they? But also, um, they are looking... The most recent change to their algorithm is that they're going to prioritise friends and families because mm. they know who your friends and families are. How do they know that? I know, I don't know, I've got that. But they do that. So they prioritise that in, the, in your newsfeed over businesses. And that's going to hit <coughs> charities really hard. You know we're what? We're already spending a lot of money on that. And yeah, I'm so just thinking... having video content in there and making it really interesting yep. is going to help mitigate against that loss should we have a little takeaway ourselves a little takeaway challenge I might do some split testing on one of our events where instead of the email that we send that maybe you know says go and fundraising or, or encourage people to fundraising or gives the fundraising ideas we replace one of those emails with just a video yeah nice just to see because I think open rates would probably improve I think engagement would probably improve. Yeah. It's certainly initially, wouldn't it? Because yeah. it would be, be new, it would be innovative. Yeah. And and then you could see the whole journey being replaced like down the line. I know people don't always have the time to, to watch a video. That's the only thing. Yeah, but I mean, the, the, you can say yeah. video and go and record something on your iPhone. It's accessible to all. Everybody's carrying a video camera in their pocket now. Yeah. But actually having the right content in that and producing it quite well. I want these, to, certainly for my team, I want them to, to be slick and well produced and look good and maintain the brand that we're trying to trying to uh, create. So yeah. not just knocking them out, but I agree with you. Um, no, I didn't mean like that. We <laughs> don't want that on video. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> enough of that. It's video. Um, they liked it. Uh, you've totally lost me. <laughs> It's not yes, just... <laughs> finally, episode eight. Uh, James goes to pieces after uh, knocking one out. Live. Oh, no, I get it. I get so, it. Yeah, no, just I, not just, not just right. throwing them out there. Actually thinking about it and, and, and producing them really well and getting I'm interested good to test. quality content out there. But yeah, test that and see how it works. Definitely. And I'm really keen to get that out in our team and then see the difference between looking at an open rate and then looking at the views of that video. So what, does, um, so what does stewardship and support journey, how does that... How does that manifest itself in terms of event day? Like, what do you guys do in terms of event day? How, how do you think yeah. as a sector we should approach that? Yeah, event day is really key, isn't it? Because it that's, is, the, yeah. um, that's the big build-up to, towards that. So it's kind of your post-race receptions and what you do there and the nice stuff that you do. Uh, cheer thanking point, you guys did cheer, cheer points. And thanking, thanking people, yeah. yeah. I mean, I think making people feel appreciated, especially for those fundraisers who have gone 
really above yeah. and beyond. And, and there's that kind of um, famous saying, it's not necessarily back to any research, but it's not how what you say to people, it's how you make them feel. And if they feel thanked and rewarded and, and like they've had the best day of their life, then they're never going to forget that. Never, that feeling the, is never going to go. The secret so. for me is just hugs all round. Mm. And, and, yeah, and it is getting awkward when you let go of me now. Nobody can see it, it's right. I love that feeling on, 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 on event day. I mean, we had it at the London Landmarks at the weekend, you know. Just people that are pretty much strangers to us, but you know, yeah. and I, I felt proud of what they'd achieved. They were proud of what they achieved. Yeah, and, you know, it's you lovely. Hugged it really out. Nice. I'm all yeah. up for hugging it out. Yeah. And there's key about getting the right staff to those post race yes, sessions as well, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, fair enough. Because some people would like find that. I, and I and I agree. And I was talking to. Uh, well, those people are weird, right? If you don't enjoy event day, what's wrong with you? And you don't enjoy hugs, what's, yeah, what's wrong with you? Exactly. But Megan, actually, who works with, with me, uh, she was saying that she wouldn't typically be a huggy person, but we were both stood outside the, our front uh, post-race reception, you know, hugging it out with every runner that wanted it. Yeah. There were some people that you looked at them and they were like, nah, just, just, just don't touch me, just don't <laughs> touch me. But um, that's absolutely fine. Yeah. Um, but I think it, can, it comes back... Uh, for me in terms of that event day is one as you say in kind of appreciating what they've done thanking them for their efforts acknowledging acknowledging their effort um, and, and again just, just just showing them some kind of appreciation I've already kind of mentioned yeah. that but just being authentic yeah. again I think that's what it comes down to and then and also in, in the cheer points the amount of people I mean I know you've been doing it a lot longer than I have but in three years the amount of people have said to me after an event Oh, I saw you guys cheering on the on the on the route. Yeah. It was brilliant. Yeah. Oh, yeah. well, really I really gave me a buzz. The other Give weekend. Me a push. So I ran the big half um, a couple of weekends ago, when at the beginning of this month, and um, I haven't really done. I've, I've been running a bit, but I haven't really done an event for a while. Mm. And maybe it was just being a bit more attuned to it and knowing different charities out there that I got. I got a real lift going through the charity cheer points. So I saw the guys, I've got some mates at Diabetes UK, and going past them and them all cheering for me really lifted me. Yeah. And you kind of forget how important a cheer point is, doing it from the other side, where I love it, and you cheer people on, but you don't necessarily appreciate how much of a buzz that gives you for the next mile and how much that pushes you on. You know, and then luckily I bumped into JDRF and I know a guy there and he cheered me on. And so I was really lucky. I had loads of cheer points. It was, yeah. it was really nice. Um, and we were speaking about it at the, uh, the round table earlier where some people at other charities were saying that they struggled to get volunteers along. Yeah. I love that idea about doing a cheer point outside the office. I'm oh, yeah. And it's fair play to NSPCC. Yeah. That, was, it went, that was really... It went, um, if not viral, it went a bit fungal it? on Twitter yeah. um, around what they did in their, in their reception. Really nice. Yeah. And so, I mean, I think... You know, anyone who works in a charity, anyone generally, if there's anyone listening and you fancy a good positive day out, uh, volunteering and actually, you know, helping people get through it, I would say go into a cheer point. Yeah, absolutely. You, might, you I, might even get a hug. You might even get a hug. Yeah. But, you you know, you'll just, you'll give someone that extra lift and you'll give someone an extra bit of motivation and it's, uh, yeah, it's brilliant. It's just all feel good and positivity. And is there anything extra that you feel like you do throughout, throughout whether it's at the post-race reception or during the journey that you've noticed works really well? I think for me... Again, I mean, I've, I've kind of spoke about it already, but I think that personal approach, I think the good luck calls yeah. on the team really, really work, work well. And we've worked with some, you know, sometimes corporates have supported us with that. So corporates that want to volunteer, you know, if we've got a big team, can you guys, you know, call these guys, just wish them wish them luck and say, you know, thank you. Yeah, nice. uh, and just ahead of the event, I think that really works well. And but Russell today from Dogs Trust was talking about, um, I hope he doesn't mind, but he was talking about how they use the celebrity a recorded message from a celebrity and they leave oh, those like messages that. for people yeah. that was quite nice and that one came from Kelly Holmes a legend of athletics yeah. um, that's, that's quite a nice tie in that's a nice one um, yeah. 
we send out hero awards throughout our journey. So if somebody raises a thousand pounds within a calendar month, then they get a special award within that month, which is just quite nice. Acknowledging it just says, "We notice what you've been doing. Thanks yeah. very much." I think it's that, and they get a medal, a, a digital medal. We had a great, uh, we had a great one this week. Um, a lady who said that if you dress up your cheer point, oh sorry, cheer point, your fundraising pot, if you can kind of dress it up. Uh, you, it, it makes more so she built like the Tower of London round her collection pots or was it London Bridge it might be London Bridge wow oh, round the, and it was blooming amazing she put that in the office and there's a little model of her running underneath it really innovative really kind of nice idea this is one of your runners one of our runners oh, I'll show you a picture afterwards like, it's really good it's, uh, it was quite cool, yeah. but yeah, so many little things that you can do that yeah. just kind of push. Well, and yeah, and so um, Gabby and Emily last night were talking about what they call paper clips, and um, they get their um, beneficiaries of the Stroke Association to create little thank yous that they include in. So then they, they then chose a picture or a letter or something that they then paperclip to the thank you card. So that's brilliant. It's yeah, so wow. simple. Like, g- generating that much is probably quite a challenge mm-hmm. when you're trying to organise an event day as well. But they've got a system set up that does that. They use their their, their daycare centres, I think, that she said, um, generate that for them that is part of what they do. Uh, and then they include them in thank you letters. I just thought that is... That, I, nice. I scribbled that one down. Yeah. We'll be stealing that. Yeah, yeah. very good. Take the ideas. Yeah. So, James, we've been going for about... Oh, we go quite 32 minutes. Should we... Uh, what, the only thing we haven't talked about is social. Social. We've touched on it a little bit. Do you, what do you want to say? Well, how much do you push social within your support, kind of stewardship journey? Do you, do I you, think I would like to push it more, but I think what we're struggling with at the moment is how to actually push it. Yeah. And which one is the preferred platform? Because if someone's not a Facebook user... Do they use Twitter? Do they use Instagram? It's almost that question that you need yeah. at the registration, which is your preferred social media platform? Yeah. Because there's no doubt when you get someone on social, on a group or whatever, you can interact with them better. They like the fact that they're interacting with And then with it sort of runs itself as well. Runs you get itself. from previous years. Exactly. People kind of answer each other's questions. Yeah. They're all sharing the same problems. Um, but yeah, what about you? Uh, yeah, so we embrace Facebook. We, we started to embrace... I know we're catching up. Yes. Was it 2018? We've got a Facebook page. Uh, but the, the fear around that was the level of um, engagement that we would need from our side. Yeah. So if somebody were to ask a question on Facebook, they want an answer yeah. quickly. You have less time to respond to that. So as a tweet, is something like you've got 64% of people... Uh, expect a response to a tweet within an hour. That's that's a lot. That's a challenge. That's quick. Yeah, uh, and that was with companies, but you know that should still apply to us. We shouldn't shy away from that. Yeah. Um, so yeah, we've got Facebook pages and we've got Twitter accounts that we use. Uh, we do push people to Strava as well to try and log their runs. I'm having some issues with that at the moment because um, it doesn't seem to be showing everything. So obviously. There are challenges involved in doing anything extra outside of what we know really well. Yeah. Um, but it seems to be working quite nicely. It's an added thing that we. I think you've got to try these things as well, yeah. haven't you? Like, I mean, we can't we can't sit still. I think I like to think that we've we've spoken we've done an episode on innovation, but we're always trying to kind of push the envelope a little bit more. Look at different things. Look at how people are communicating. How how are they recording their their running efforts and, and try and embrace it. So. Yeah. Yeah, always keeping on the lookout for the new bits. Yeah, so yeah, definitely. Good. Who knows what will, what will come next? I mean, Facebook might go down. Who knows? You know what? I don't know. It's has the share price has the share price recovered yet? I, I don't know. I haven't seen. I'm it not invested, up. but um, yeah. uh, I just went for Bitcoin. I don't know. Yeah, something like that one. Yeah. <laughs> but what, um, yeah, before I retire on that, what are your takeaways from um, today? So I think one of the takeaways for me is 
really about kind of keeping it personal where possible. Um, you know, that, that authenticity, uh, that, that listening, having empathy for that individual and not forgetting that these, person, these people are individuals, no matter whether you've got 100 people doing something for your charity or 100,000 people yeah. doing something yeah, for your charity. They don't necessarily care if they're part of a team of 1,000. No, it's they're all, all individuals. They're all doing, they've all got their own reasons for support and acknowledge that where you can and appreciate it. Yeah, nice. Okay. Um, kind of linked to that, I suppose. I'm going to say keep it simple. Yeah. Give people one thing to do. Make it clear when you want them to do it by. And, yeah. you know, this week... For the next two weeks, all I want you to focus on is setting up your page and getting that ready and including profile photos, whatever it might be. Yeah. So. Um, yeah, because that's a good one because there's so I think like, you see some stewardship in some emails where there's just so many things going on. Yeah. That you're like, what am I supposed to do out the back of this? Yes. So, yeah. Absolutely. And there's a, there's something called Parkinson's law, which is any task will take um, uh, inflate until the available time is spent. So if you save somebody. You've got six months to complete this console, for example. It will take six months for that whole team to complete that console. Whereas if you say, oh, I need to do this in the next week, hopefully, it will take, you know, leave it to the last minute. It only takes a minute, right? Yeah, so, exactly. Uh, keep it simple. Cool, that's, that's definitely a good one. Uh, and then the third one, uh, did you have a third one there? Um, I was going to say include some non-asks as well. So just checking in with people, okay. just seeing. Like, oh, yeah. I don't necessarily need you to do anything. I just want to know how your training's going. How are you, how are you feeling? You're looking forward to race day. That's a nice one. Yeah, just the extras. Just checking in. The extras. The extras. Uh, I mean, I'm, I'm sure you guys have this as well. You know, working for charities where people are close to the end of life. Yeah. You know, just if you, if someone posts on the Facebook group that they've lost a parent or, or someone close to them recently acknowledging that maybe send them out a card maybe a bunch of flowers yeah, um, yeah. you know just a small little tokens like we're, we're, we're not in the business like Facebook of um, getting your data and selling it we're not in the business of, of, of selling shoes we're in the business of doing more good yeah. Yeah. effectively yeah. Um, and so you know we're about people and I think that's an important part to remember about anyone in this sector is this is all about the people doing amazing things yeah. for yeah. sport absolutely it's why we're all, yeah, it's why, like you say it's why we're all doing it exactly. um, my next one would be planning stuff out and, and sharing that across the organisation so we work with seven different hospice teams as I said so all of those teams knowing what's going out what's included in that we haven't necessarily done that brilliantly but I really see the value in, in doing that so that if someone in a local hospice gets a phone call saying I got this email last week about my Great North Run, yeah. that person can, can quickly pull up spreadsheets or uh, whatever on their computer and see exactly what was included in that email yeah. and know what they're talking about. Yeah. I think that's good. I think yeah. that's a good, uh, a good note to wrap it up. So we've kind of already covered what we're doing with plans. So maybe just a few. Please do go onto iTunes. Yeah. Uh, leave us a review. Um, you should be able to find us on there. We've got the website. Yeah. We've got... Twitter handle. Yeah. We've we'll, got a bit we'll, of, we'll respond within an hour. We'll Definitely. respond. With, Definitely. We had a few little messages come through. Yeah. Uh, and we want to... Who are we going to make? I'm going to... Who are we going to make our donation to this week? We haven't sworn. We haven't sworn. But, you know, we so haven't we're sworn. not making donations but to Blumen. The NSPCC cheer point thing? Or I'll NSPCC give them a for... Uh, yeah. Uh, that's fair enough. That yeah. cheer point thing was a good one. All right. Yeah. Let's do um, that. All right. Let's leave it there then, James. So yeah, do more good.uk. Please share it amongst your friends and family and anyone else who might be interested. Yeah. Ambassadors, referrals. And that's let's, what we're all yeah, about. And let's, yeah, we're interested to see where it goes. All right. Nice one. All right. Take care, buddy. Cheerio. Bye-bye.